next song it's all because of Jesus that I'm alive we've been redeemed we've been bought with a price that's why we can say tonight that we're alive we're alive in him because he has made us alive let's worship him tonight we invite you to join in and sing along
Amen. We worship our Lord tonight. He is Jesus. The name above all names, the Bible tells us. Jesus, Messiah, the long-awaited, the anointed one of God came to pay for your sin. Please lift your voices and your hearts and all that you are to the Lord tonight. Let's sing to our Messiah and our Savior.
You may be seated as we continue. Feel free to sit back and enjoy the music as we sing now. Glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory 
Glory to God. We thank you, Lord, for we are more than conquerors through him, through Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that we are conquerors by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. We can overcome because he has overcome.
tonight. We have so many things that we need to overcome in our lives. Jesus wants to help us do that. Maybe you come here tonight, you're afraid and insecure. God wants to help you overcome. Maybe you're trying to identify yourself with the ways of the world. God wants to help you overcome. Maybe you're self-centered, dealing with pride. Maybe you're anxious, you're overwhelmed with life. God wants to help you overcome. Maybe you're angry, confused. Some are dealing with lust and addictions. Others say, I have no help. I have no hope. God wants to help you overcome. Some of you are fearful of what God may do in your life. God wants to help you overcome. Tonight, we'd like to just pause in the music for a few moments and let you hear from a few real-life people that have overcome. God has gotten into their lives, and, and we want them to just share with you, just real briefly, how that God has made a difference in their life. So we're going to start with Alan Terry Zabritsky, and if you would just hold the mic close, or I'll hold the mic, you could share. Okay. Um, uh, 1987, I committed my life to the Lord. But as I look back over the years, I realized that I had him in my life, but I wasn't definitely under his command. And um, it was in 2006 that my daughter had asked me to come to this church. And um, through um, the pastor's teaching and them encouraging us to read the word and study it, um, I grew. I absolutely grew. Um, the um, trials that I've gone through, they've made me stronger um, because I'm Christian. I mean, I have trials and ups and downs just like everybody else. But you realize that you need to trust Jesus in that everything is in his timing. That's an absolute truth. I've seen changes in my family, my husband, my children, my daughter, my new son-in-law. Yes. <laughs> And um, God is my rock. He blesses me. He guides me every day. I just love him so much. Thank you. Howdy, y'all. Just came back from South Carolina last week. My lovely daughter and her lovely husband sitting down there in the front row. Congratulations, guys. Hey, has anyone seen the cross? In the front of the church here, have you noticed anything different about it? There's nobody on there. God is alive. Amen. He is alive. He is at the right hand of the Father right now, interceding for us daily. That's what being a Christian is. Not that we're perfect. We're forgiven. That's, that's the bottom line. Uh, Terry said back in 
87, she came to the Lord. And funny thing, in 87, I was so far away from the Lord, it was unbelievable. I was struggling with, um, let's call it addiction in my life. I was a slave to that small G God, if you will. Well, she prayed me in. A year, I think it was in 87, I gave up. I gave up my addiction. And I realized uh, that my life wasn't everything that I thought it would be. I realized that the, the addiction was covering a lot of pain that I had in my life. And she kept praying for me and kept praying for me. And it just kept pressing on my heart more and more. God was talking to me, telling me, convincing me that if I were to die tomorrow, I wouldn't be in his presence any longer. I'd be where the demons are going to be at the end of time. And uh, I believe that. And um, I figured since God pulled me out of the cesspool of my life so far, he could certainly save me. So I gave my heart to the Lord in 1988, and I accepted him as my Savior. I accepted him as my Lord. Because the Bible says under no other name is salvation found but the name of Jesus Christ. Um, he also tells us that uh, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody can come through the Father except through me. And I believe that. I live by that now. I didn't back then. I, I struggled for, for many years. We went through a lot of trials, like Terry said. And it was not an easy walk with the Lord. But we held on to God. We held on to one another. Our marriage survived. We became stronger for it. And we still fa uh, face trials today, not to say that we're ever going to be out of that situation where trials aren't going to come because they are. God tells us in his word that they're going to come. But we have him as our foundation, just like Terry said. We have him as our rock. I see nothing but good things in the future for this church and for people who believe in Jesus Christ. Um, all I can tell you is I love God. I love his son. I love the fact that the Holy Spirit is teaching me daily through his word, through the encouragement of uh, people up here at the church, the encouragement of people that I've met and grown to love and respect in the small groups and pastors up here are second to none. They're beautiful people. They love the Lord. And I just love this place, and I love God. Thank you. Amen. We're, we're thankful for how God has helped them to overcome and made a difference in their life. Next is Matt and Amy Parrish and their wonderful daughters. Bring out the girls here, all right? And I'm going to let you guys uh, just share a little bit about what God has done in your life. Okay. I'm not a real, real good public speaker, so I'm just going to look at this paper and read it and <laughs> try not to faint. <laughs> when I was growing up, I only went to church a few times with friends because they had to. I never gave much thought to God. And often I thought the people who went to church were weird and a little pushy. In, uh, in 1999, May of 1999, my brother Preston died in a plane crash. While screaming at a God I didn't know and blaming him for taking my brother, God got the ball rolling in my life. Later that night in a dream, my brother told me, Tell mom it's okay. I'm in heaven. At that time, I didn't know whether my brother had a relationship with God or not. 
And I wondered, where would I go if I died? Would I go to heaven or would I be in hell? After that, I tried to get all the information I could on God to, to see what I could do to spend an eternity with him. Um, I found out that God loved us so much, he gave his only son on the cross to die for my sins. It t- totally blew me away. Um, immediately I had to tell my family about that. I went to my wife and my kids, I sat them down, and I said, you got to get on board with this. It's truly awesome. I gave my life to Christ, and, and they did too. And what I've seen through them growing through Christ is just absolutely amazing. And I thank God every day for it. Well, um, Matt said he never had church in his life, but when I was young, I grew up at the church and went there every Sunday, but yet I didn't have a personal relationship with God. I, I felt that just going to church every Sunday and believing in him, that was enough. And being a good person, I, th- I felt that I was a good person, so I would just go to heaven. Um, I found out after Matt had been saved, um, he talked about having this relationship with God and was so excited and um, just told me about it all the time. And I really wasn't ready for it, but, you know, I came to church with him. And, um, I, again, I was just, okay, well, I'm going to church. And uh, um, I, after seeing how it was making changes in his life, I decided that I wanted that relationship too. And um, I decided that I was going to give my life to the Lord. And um, ever since I have, the, the things that he has done for me has been amazing. And um, he has brought me to new people here at the church. He's gotten me to do things I never thought I would do, um, such as singing in the choir or being up here talking in front of all of you, because when I found out I was going to do this, I was literally sick. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) the fact that I'm up here talking and not using my notes is is pretty impressive. And I know that it's it's God that's that's pulling me through this. And uh, I just, I, I, it's just amazing that he loves me so much, and um, no matter what I do, I know I'm not perfect, and he knows I'm not perfect, and he, he loves me anyway, and um, that's just comforting to know that, and uh, I thank him every day and just love him so much. Thank you. Amen. Let's give them all a hand. We thank you for your words tonight. God wants to help you overcome. Maybe today you've come into this building and you're carrying a burden. There's something that's been on your heart, something that's been heavy. You're dealing with something in your life. These are just ordinary people up here. We're just ordinary people. And God reached out and said, I love you. And that's why we're here to celebrate tonight, Good Friday, because he loved us first. Jesus is the Lord.
continue worshiping our Lord and our Savior tonight. I hope you know that God's spirit is here with us. It's because of what he did on that cross all those years ago that we can sing and rejoice for he is the Lord and Savior.
Isaiah 53 says, but, we, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our sins the punishment that brought us peace it was upon him and by his wounds by his wounds we are healed he was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our sins punishment that brought us peace it was upon him and by his wounds by his wounds we are healed we are healed by your sacrifice and the life that you gave we are healed for you paid the price by your grace we are saved we are saved he was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our sins the punishment that brought us peace it was upon him and by his wounds by his wounds we are healed we are healed by your sacrifice and the life that We are saved. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our sins. The punishment that brought us peace, it was upon him. And by his wounds, by his wounds, we are healed.
prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 53 you probably you heard a version of this just a minute ago God gave him special vision and he looked down through the corridors of time about 700 years and this is what he said he said he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquity the chastisement for our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. 700 years before the time of Christ, Isaiah was writing a biographical sketch of Jesus. And he uh, was showing us, you and me, uh, the people that read the Bible back during that time, exactly what was going to happen when Jesus came to die on the cross. Uh, we've all gone astray, the Bible says. That's why Christ came. We need a Savior. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone our, to our own way. And I like to say that, you know, we've all done our own thing. And you know, when you do your own thing, usually you end up in trouble. And so the Lord said then, We've all gone astray. But what Jesus did is he came and he took our punishment on the cross. He took all the sin of your life and my life and uh, he died on the cross for all of us. And you know, it doesn't make any difference where you've been or how many bad things you've been into. It doesn't make any difference. The thing that, uh, the thing that makes a difference is whether you will release those things to Christ and have him forgive you of those things. That's the thing that makes the difference. Uh, Jesus one day came down into this world to move among us and he saw you and he saw me and he saw our need. And uh, he reached out. He died upon the cross. For sinners, that's everybody. I'm a sinner, you're a sinner. We're all sinners, aren't we? Therefore, we need a savior. And Jesus is the Savior of all mankind. You know the most famous verse in the Bible, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Whenever Jesus came into this world, he came down as a sinless person. Uh, you and I have this thing that we call sin in our life, and we try so many times to get rid of it, to shake it off, to turn over a new leaf, and to try all sorts of tricks, but it never works. God loves us, the Bible says, but God hates our sin, and since we're connected, we have to pay the penalty for our sin. The Bible says the penalty of sin is death, and that means separation from God. That's why we can't make a good connection with God in this world. We go to church, and it doesn't work. Uh, we uh, try to clean up our life and it doesn't work. Uh, it's because we have this sin barrier. We can't get rid of it. But this is what God did. He sent his sinless son into this world one day and Isaiah says this. Uh, he came unto his own, but his own received him not. Uh, he, he came down and the Lord hath laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. 
He took every sin that you've ever committed and every sin that I've ever committed and he put it on his son upon the cross. And I think a lot of people understand that message, but it hasn't worked for them. They haven't taken the next step. And the next step is coming to Jesus by faith. You know, if Jesus were here in person in Finleyville, Pennsylvania tonight, and he walked down this aisle, there's probably not a single person in this room that wouldn't bow at his feet. Amen? Probably not a single person. But I have news for you tonight. Jesus is here. Because this is what he said. He said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there with you. And whenever we lift up the name of the Lord, he likes that. He comes and he surrounds us and he moves among us. And when he was preaching on, on the earth during his ministry, this is what he said. He said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Now that's really good because these people needed rest. And the thing they needed rest from was the fact that they were disgusted with their religion. It didn't work for them. And they kept piling on more rules and regulations, and the more rules and regulations they piled on, the wearier they became. And Jesus said, hey, let me come and lift the burden. Christianity is not about adding on more rules and regulations. It's connecting with Jesus and letting him release you from the bondage of those things. He said, come unto me and I'll give you rest. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved in your house. I, I liked our testimony up here of Matt and Amy, their kids. You know, usually this is the way it happens in a home. One person finds the Lord. They go and share it with the next person. The kids come to Christ. And, and before long, we have a whole family going in the right direction all the way to heaven. Isn't that a beautiful thing? And, and God does it that way. All we have to do is call upon him. Now, I think probably there are a few people here tonight and you've tried to work pretty hard to be pretty good, but let me say that won't work because God doesn't have a point system. There's only one thing that counts and it's your simple, humble faith in Jesus Christ as your savior. Not your faith in the church and Christ or your baptism in Christ or your confirmation in Christ. It's just... Christ alone, that's all. And when you come to Christ alone and just humble yourself in his sight and say, Lord, I'm broken, I'm separated from you, I've sinned, forgive me. You know what he does? He forgives you. And we all need forgiveness, don't we? One last verse. The Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, whosoever, that means all of us. So what we do is we take that whosoever out and we put our name in there and I put my name in there one day and I read it like this, if John Arnold would call upon the name of the Lord, I would be saved. And that's what I did. I called out on him and I humbled my heart and he gave me the Holy Spirit. And that gives me the strength and power to read the Bible and to try to live the Christian life and, and the, the promise, the hope of heaven when I die all because of my faith in Jesus Christ. And I can't help but think tonight that there are some people just like me that need Christ as your Savior tonight. Maybe you've tried all sorts of other things. Uh, I know that doesn't work. I want to invite you to Christ tonight. Let's bow our heads in prayer. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed this evening, if you're here tonight and you've never made that um, 
decision for Christ. I'd like to give you an opportunity right now to do that. In the quietness of your heart, you don't have to walk down an aisle. You don't have to have an emotional experience. You just have to say yes to Christ. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And if you follow this prayer in your heart, not out loud, but pray this prayer in your heart to God, God will hear you and he'll come and save you. So let us pray. Say, dear Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm separated from you. Just pray that now to God. I need you in my life. I know you died upon the cross for my sins. You paid the price upon the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins, Lord. I know that you are God. And now I'm transferring my trust completely over onto you. For your offer of eternal life. I'm swinging open my heart tonight and inviting you to send the Holy Spirit into my life to help me to live in the right way and to follow your plan for my life in this world. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity of seeing that what you did was for me. I accept it now by faith. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Dear Lord, I pray for these that have just prayed that prayer to receive Christ as their Savior. I pray that uh, as they begin this new journey that uh, our members were talking about earlier here in our program, they've, they've started on. I pray that you'll help them, Lord, in this journey. That you will bring someone into their life who will lift them up and hold them up and give them some direction how to live the Christian life. We pray that as we um, depart when the program is over this evening from this place, that we will all see a definite change in our life because of what you have done for us in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Amen. Now what we're going to do is have communion together. And so I'd like to ask the men to prepare to serve communion right now. Communion is a, a time that God's family come together and uh, they make a statement. And the statement is this, it's my desire, Lord, to be in communion with you. If you're here tonight and maybe there are some things that just really need to be straightened out in your life, right before we partake of communion, right before we partake of it, I want to ask you to just bow your heads there and make things right with God, okay? If you're here tonight and you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, this would be the best time that you could ever do that. And so let's bow our heads just, just for a moment of silence before our gentlemen serve the congregation this little piece of bread which represents the broken body of our Lord. And look down in your heart tonight and see what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about this evening. Are you in communion with the Lord? Are you having fellowship with Him? You might say, well, there's some things in my life that just... They're too big to straighten out right now, but you know, you could begin it tonight. You could start it tonight. You could start on that journey. And so just reach out to the Lord in your heart right now before we pass the elements. Dear Lord, as we prepare now to uh, serve the congregation, uh, this little piece of bread which represents your broken body we pray that uh, you will just draw us all in a very wonderful way into your fellowship this evening. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Gentlemen, please serve the congregation. And as they're serving the congregation, I'd like to ask you when you take that little piece of bread, just hold it, retain it until all of us have been served, and then we'll partake of it together. And so they're serving the congregation, and the choir's going to... Sing for us a little bit. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the now, now you can sing along if you know it. Go ahead.
wonderful song, The Old Rugged Cross. That's one of those songs that just never, never wears out. Amen. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 11, uh, these words, For I have received from the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also he took the cup. Gentlemen, if you'll serve the cup. The choir has already had communion earlier before the service started. They had communion together. So you're probably wondering that right now. Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my sovereign die? Would he take that sacred head for a sinner? Let's go to At the Cross, please. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the
And in the same manner also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. could be. Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin, dwelt among men, my example is he. Word became flesh and the light shined among us, the glory revealed. Living ye loved me, dying ye saved me. Buried he carried my sins far away. Rising he justified freely forever. One day he's coming, oh glorious day, oh glorious day. Up Calvary's mountain One day they made him To die on a tree Suffering anguish Despised and rejected Bearing our sins My Redeemer is he Hands that heal nations Stretched out on a tree And took the nails for me Living ye love me, dying ye save me, buried ye carry my sins far away, rising ye justified freely forever. One day he's coming, oh glorious day. Grave cannot keep him from rising again. Living, he loved me, dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified freely forever. One day he's coming, oh, glorious day. Oh, glorious day, glorious day. 
because worthy is the lamb that was slain for each one of us. Please sing this with us with all that you are and all that Jesus did for us.
worthy of all of our praise. Amen. Amen. Boy, you know, we've had Good Friday services before, but this sets a new standard. You know that? This really does. This is a new standard. We thank you so much for coming tonight to be a part of our Good Friday celebration. You know, good things still happen on Good Friday. You know that? And I think in our congregation tonight, some pretty good things are happening right now because God is among us. Just one announcement and then we'll be dismissed. Uh, just in a day or so, it's Easter morning. I want to invite everybody to be back 9.30 or 11 o'clock on Easter morning. Let's come and celebrate again, okay? Amen. Be careful when you leave the parking lot. Uh, go slow, be courteous, be careful, especially when you pull out down there in 88. God bless you. You're dismissed. <laughs>